The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Major League Baseball. We've been waiting for this day patiently, somewhat patiently, not patiently, not patiently at all. And here it is. Finally, baseball is back. Spring is in the air. People are reporting to spring training. March Madness is in full effect. And right now is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, it's it's a different March than normal. Normally we have our team set, and they've been in spring for about a month at this point. They would have been in Jupiter, at least the Cardinals. And now we kind of get March Madness basketball version and March Madness free agency version. And I'm just waiting for the big deals to drop at this point. It seems like... You're kind of waiting. There has to be certain players signed before the big guys decide that their value is going to raise. Because when you got the smaller guys signing and then a team misses out, obviously then they're willing to go and give that guy more money. So you got the Freemans and the Correas of the world. They're just probably just patiently waiting, seeing Jose Iglesias and all those guys get signed, just realizing that their market is just sky high right now. And it, it's going to keep going up. It's almost like Christmas morning for 32 franchises and their fans. You're back. You have a little bit more money to spend. How many franchises? Spend. 30. 30? Didn't I say 30? You said 32. I meant 30. I meant 30. I didn't All know right. we were in the NFL. Sorry. I thought I said for 30 franchises and their fans, too. It's a 32 franchise. That I meant, okay. I meant for the two to come at the end. Either way, for 30 franchises right now, it's almost like a reboot. Here we go. We, we, we lost the, for 93 days? 99. 99 days. We lost the... Uh, the fun of who are we going to sign, what minor leaguers are going to be up, what does our roster look like, who is doing what in spring training, but here we go. As of this week, we're off and running. Yeah, and it's exciting to have baseball back. Obviously, I kind of I wish this wouldn't have happened, but they were able to save it. Somehow, baseball decided to be ahead of something for once, somewhat, to the point of not you know, apologizing for all the games we missed and ruining Yachty and Wainos last mm-hmm. year and all of these things that would have gone wrong. They actually got something done before disaster struck, which yeah. in 1981 didn't happen, and 1994 and 95 didn't happen. And this has been building for really since the science ceiling scandal. Um, it has been building up to we knew this was going to happen some, to some extent. And they could have gone ahead of it. Hell, they could have been negotiating in 2020 after the COVID scare. They could have been doing that, and they waited until March of 2022 to actually try and get a deal done. And we could sit here and we could talk about the the biggest pissing contest that we've seen in a long time. Uh, We could obviously do that. I believe with the changes that you're going to go over here in a minute, um, and and our last obviously our last podcast we talked about those 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 and where we wanted to see them at. I believe the game is better today with many of the rules and many of the changes that they are making and the progress they are making towards the future than it was, yes, well, last week. Four days ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it, yeah, there it is. And a lot, of these, a lot of the rule changes that are being implemented, they don't come into effect until 2023. So if you're watching a Rays game and you're wondering why they have seven outfielders or something because they do that, uh, it's because the rules aren't in effect until 2023. But we can go ahead and get into it. I'm really happy with... How the how I'm happy with both sides. I'm happy that the players were able to hold out long enough to get what they wanted. Not fully what they wanted, but a lot of what they wanted they got. And I'm happy that the owners realized, hey, 
we can't risk losing all these games. We're going to have to move. And honestly, everyone out there that was on Twitter bashing them and saying how they don't care about their sport, I truly believe that played a massive role in not missing games this year. I also believe the owners heard loud and clear that the fans in not all, everyone, but the majority of fans were in support of the players. And they were not happy with the owners. Now, one thing I do want to ask you before we get into all the ins and outs of everything, were you surprised that the vote was 8-0 executive board voting against it? And then in come the players and pretty much say, hey, fuck off. We're going to vote in in majority to play baseball. No, I wasn't surprised. Okay, I was surprised it was 8-0 with the board because... I mean, it really pisses me off, to be honest, because it almost became a sense of pride for those guys to get everything that they wanted. And I get that Max Scherzer, you can spend it both ways with him. He's all making a sacrifice, obviously, for money he will never get back at the end of his career, missing games for the little guy. But you can also spend it the other way. He can sacrifice that money. He signed the biggest pitching deal of all time and set records then, and he did it again this year. He can sacrifice that money. You know who can't sacrifice that money? Tommy Edmond. He's probably depending on his now $700,000, or, or what at the time was six-something. He was depending on that money to pay bills, to do whatever. Or the Kansas City Royals double-A second baseman. That's the guy who well, can't still, second They were still going to play. I understand, but I'm just saying. it was. I'm glad that we moved it forward for that. Um, but hold on, I let me think, continue. You oh, sorry, play, sorry. Oh, I apologize. But I, um, I am not surprised that the players went against it. For, you, for those of you who don't know, when they're voting on this, on whether or not to push it through... The Paul Goldsmith, the Cardinals head um, guy. The, the rep. The player rep. player rep. He asked the players, they get a consensus vote uh-huh. on his team, and then that team votes yes or no. We voted no, the Cardinals did. 30 votes. Yeah, and I'm assuming that, um, I think it's the way it works is everyone on our 40-man votes, yes or no, and um, I'm assuming it was probably a close vote. Honestly, it's probably a consensus majority. Yeah, but we don't know that. We have no idea. But um, I, was, I wasn't surprised that the players went against it as a whole. Four teams didn't, of course, because... If you look at Twitter, these guys were just wanting the deal to be done. They weren't. They had were. They seemed fed up. They weren't saying the Cardinals oh, were one of those four teams, by the way. Yeah, the, who Card- did not the Cardinals, vote for Mets, it. Yankees, Astros, probably the four most hated franchises <laughs> in the world. But um, they just wanted it done. Like they wanted to go out there and play. They wanted to make their money. And when you're a player who say it's your second year, or third year before arbitration, and you see, okay, well, there's a bonus pool now I can get into. And not only that, I was making five hundred and seventy thousand dollars last year. It's the seven hundred is what they're offering me. Like, sign me up. Let me go play the game I love, and let me not lose a year of the sh- very short window I have to be a baseball player. And I'm making seven hundred grand. Like, this sounds good to me. So all of those guys are probably heavily in favor of it. And while I do think they very much appreciate what those eight guys were doing, the Lindor, the um, Scherzer, Andrew Miller, all those guys on the board. I think they were also at a point where they were like, we've won a lot, and we have another one in five years. So if we want to win more, we can. And now we've set a precedent to where all these things can be raised. It's not just a gradual increase where if they get a third-party arbiter in there ever again, they're going to say, well, this is the precedent you've set. They've set now a precedent where they're going with inflation. They're going up, and as the industry is raising and the profits are raising, the, so are the salaries now. So I think all the players were like, we want to play. We want this money. And we also don't want to lose fans. Like, fans make the game go. I understand we're not on the field. I understand we're not making decisions on whether or not to sign baseball players. But without us, guess how much money they have? Zero. Zero dollars. So they, I think they, all, a combination of all those things, they were like, let's just get this thing done. 
And I think it was a really good deal for, for both sides of this, honestly. I, I also kind of saw the exec board, and I could be completely wrong on this and completely out of my, out of my league with what I'm talking about. I kind of thought it was going to be an 8-0 vote one way or the other. It almost felt like all eight was one vote, if that makes sense. They were either going to unanimously pass it or they were going to unanimously unanimously vote against it. And so I was not surprised that the vote was 8-0. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, w- I would have been shocked if they would have said 4-4. Four, four. To me, that's one unit. It just has eight people. Yeah. And they were going to vote one way or the other. Yeah. So, so let's get it. Before we keep going, let's, let's get into a few things. Um, first off for me, and then I, I, I kind of want you to break down some of this stuff as well. But, and I know that I get a lot of opposition for this, especially from National League fans. But one thing you and I have been in cohort, concise, on the same side for was the universal DH. Mm-hmm. Finally. And I haven't this, always been on that side. I haven't either, but I have in the last ten, five to eight years maybe. I would say really since changed, got hurt. Hitting. Really changed my, my view on that. When you look at how many of these guys do not hit, a lot of them in high school, a lot of them in their summer leagues. I know some do, obviously. Uh, and then in the minors, very rarely do. Only a double A and triple A. And it's only if you're playing uh, at a, a home national park against another national team. So, and then we put them in against the greatest pitchers and expect them to do something. You, I am tired of hearing the, hey, it's strategy. No, there is zero strategy to send a guy up there who can't swing the bat, who's going to strike out 90% of the time. That's not strategy. There is a National League strategy. There is, and it, and it is interesting to watch people maneuver it. And sometimes last year, it was not very interesting to watch Mike Schultz try and maneuver it. because it was, Or any other manager, to be bad. fair. But... These are the, the people that don't want the university age are the same people bitching and moaning about the fact that pitchers don't go deep in the games. Well, half the pitchers have to be pulled if you want an offensive productive inning. If right. there's bases loaded two outs, you have to take them out in the fifth inning. What, what one do you want? You can't have both. Like, this is going to – I mean, you're going to see pitchers in the National League going six, seven, probably more often. Definitely going three times through the order. At least so having the option to. Oh, yeah, or at least not being forced out of the game because they have, they have a guy in their life that's just a dead spot for no reason. Right. It makes no sense. It would. It just. It doesn't make any. It'd be like forcing Steph Curry to play center. Why? That's not and, his and job. The sec. The second argument that drives me crazy for the against the DH is I, I don't want to see just these old fat slobs hit. It's not that way anymore, guys. No. Right. There are no longer um, those guys at the DH. There's no longer the Cecil Fielders, and not a shot at Cecil. There's no longer the. Uh, oh God, Kansas City had a guy who with the glasses. Can't think of his name. Big dude, also. But there's no longer those guys. These guys are legit hitters. Who cares? They can hit. Let them hit. And here's the thing. The game is going to be better. It's going to be quicker. Uh, it, I'm, I'm all in favor of the universal DH. I'm glad that we don't have to watch a pitcher go up there. Uh, Zach Gallen, Jack Flaherty, get hurt in in doing something they're Sounds not like paid to do. Right. Get, there's just zero reason at this point there's, for it to happen. There's no reason. It's not entertaining. No, And if you're a lifer, a baseball fan... First off, I hate to break it to you, the decisions they're making, they don't give a shit about you. Because guess what? You're going to watch the games anyway. If, you, if you're if you gone from baseball because of the universal DH, then you didn't love the game anyway. Right. They're trying to get fans intrigued, and they want new fans, the new generation of fans, to come in and not only watch the NFL and not only watch NBA, to also watch the Major League Baseball. And guess what they probably get turned off of? Watching Taiwan Walker up there with two guys on base, just not even swinging the bat. Look, because they're probably like, why Correct. the hell is this happening? Correct. It shouldn't happen. Wouldn't you rather see, I don't J.D. Davis, because he wasn't playing down the stretch. I mean, I would. I don't, he's going to give it a bat. He's a professional hitter. Right. It also gives more money to players that Extra are older. players. There Agreed. are 35-year-olds who don't That's get paid. 15 more spots, yeah. in theory. I mean, yeah. Edgar Martinez, 
he was great. He's a great defensive. I mean, a great DH. I think he might have gotten some more offers after he was injured. If there was fifteen other teams that wanted to DH, right? So it prolongs careers. It makes the game more entertaining. It's just a win-win, win-win-win for everyone but the people that are pissed off that National League Baseball, which has been dying and diminishing anyway, is gone. And they, and then also the third argument is always, oh, they only care about offensive stats now. Well, you know, yes, you but also. You have forgotten what happened in 1968 when they lowered the mound because of the dominant pitching. You're seeing pitching at the highest level it's ever been right now. And there is just zero reason to send a guy up there who's never swung the bat and who isn't paid to swing the bat to go up there and potentially end rallies or anything else. It, I agree. And yeah, it is awesome when you see Wayno hit a homer sure, or Jack Flair to hit it's off fun. Austin Gomber. Cool moment. But those are so few and far between. You have, you have 30 teams playing 162 games. I can't tell you the amount of pitchers that hit the home runs, how many there were last year, but I guarantee you it wasn't one per game for each team. Right. So I don't, I don't see the need to have them doing it anymore. The risk heavily outweighs the reward um, in terms of injury, in terms of you know, entertainment value. There's just no reason for it. We don't put some great at-bats up next year, last year, and there were times where I was more confident he was going to get a hit than I was for Tommy Edmund. There were times. But that doesn't mean... That I would rather him hitting than Tommy Edmund. Correct. I don't. I don't like that. That, that I don't so, even get it. Yeah, I think. I think the majority of fans are going to come around on the DH. Some may not, and that's fine. But I think. Still I think it's game. right. It's it's there. So, what you want to talk about? Another thing. Let's, let's, yeah. So since we're on the rule changes side of things, yeah, that one is going into effect in 2022. Correct. But all of the other ones will be 2023, and that is the larger bases, which, by the way, are significantly larger. They're huge. But I really like it. It's for player safety, and it's for. Um, it's for more stolen bases, bullshit. I don't, it's, it also sort of eliminates the phantom play at second base. Yeah. It gives you the, gives yes. the shortstop second baseman more What's also more, more angle to kick that base uh-huh. and protect themselves. And with limits injuries. And if, by the way, if you care about this base thing, no you don't. Because you won't know. You won't <laughs> right. know what's happening. No. Unless you're staring at the bases the whole game. Yeah. You'll have no idea. Okay, so that's one. I mean, it's not. I, I'm good. Good. Limit injuries. Yeah. Bryce Harper got hurt a right. couple years ago. Player safety we're we always we on board with. Yep. Um, the pitch clock. Is 19 seconds, I believe, with uh, without a guy on base and 14 with a guy on base. I could have that backwards. That is, um, I really like that. Because the only way you will notice it is if someone is taking too long. And nobody in the history of a baseball game has ever watched and said, man, I wish that guy pitching took longer. Nobody's ever said that. I've never said right. it. So the only time you will notice it, you probably will not notice it for most people. But you might. there will be some growing pains in the first year where some guys will get balls called on them. And some guys will some things like that will happen, but once people get used to it, that's their natural rhythm. You're not going to notice it. The one thing I do hope they do is they have some leeway. If it's a if it's a game one sixty one, and this is for a huge division matchup to decide a, a division winner, and there's a two two count, and there's a guy on second and third for a big pitch, and they give someone an extra ball. I will go crazy. But why? There why is game one sixty one more important than game twelve? You should be able to at least get, use discretion to say this moment is massive. You cannot rush them into picking a pitch. But I would, pitch at that point. But I would say in games one sixty one, like you just said, everyone should be already in the rhythm. And I we agree should, with I that. disagree with but what I you're saying. I don't. I'll imagine this though, Dad. Imagine you're fighting. It's three two. Two outs, bases loaded, winning run on third, and they call a, go, a goddamn you, walk. Right. You because know. You take twenty seconds. You know. Like well, again, I get it. You, but I you hope know they use some so. Imagine sort of the card. Hold on, just just playing devil's advocate. Imagine the Cardinals lose a game like that in March and it, or in eight May, 
and it keeps them out of the playoffs, but they don't call it when the Brewers are playing a big game and now all of a sudden they're in the play. Like that there's no I reason want there for to that. Be some it, it, in no, it needs of, to be consistent. In terms of the um you know how when we watch Aaron Rodgers play football, how many times does that dude um hold the ball past the the um, snap, what's it called? Well, yeah. Well, that's a whole other argument, right? I there, want there yes. to be slight discretion in situations like I'm that. Sh- I'm sure that, yes. I'm not saying if they're taking five extra seconds to say, oh, it's fine. But if, if it's down to the wire, well, here's the at thing. that point, then I'm fine with that. I don't one want of, that deciding games. That's what I'm saying. One of the pushes, obviously, for, for baseball has been to, to speed up the game, to get, I mean, a lot of people, you and I are not among these. The people probably listening to, to us right now are not among these fans who say the game is too long, right? I, I love to settle in for a three-hour game. That's what I plan on. That's what the NFL well, is, the by the way. The anyway. But here's the thing. They tried this at the low A West. It took 21 minutes off the game. I mean, hey, I am on, I'm on board with that. Let's I, do it. Let's I do, do it. I do think that MLB, I am on board for the pitch clock. I like it. I do think their focus is too much on making the game shorter instead of being on making the games action-packed while they're happening. Well, I think no one cares about twenty extra minutes if those twenty extra minutes are entertaining. Agreed. If those twenty extra minutes are the pitchers on the mound waiting thirty seconds to strike out someone who doesn't hit the ball, that's where the problems come in, and that's why I think these rules have done a good job of doing both. But I, I think it just needs to be if it's three and a half hours, it's three and a half hours. But that needs to be three and a half hours of good, something that good keeps quality your, baseball keeps your attention. Right. Obviously, there's going to be bad Royals versus Orioles games that no, aren't going to keep. Don't your take shots at the Royals. I just did. Anyway, here's what I would say. You know who the happiest about this is? The infielders and the outfielders. Because you know as well as I do, there's nothing worse than playing defense behind a guy who takes forever in between pitches. We've watched KK. At times, Flaherty drives me crazy with how slowly sometimes he works. And get the ball, get get on the bump, let's throw. That keeps your defense moving. It keeps the rhythm, the flow of the game. And like you said, if the game's three hours... There's a flow. There's a think, flow to the game. Do you think shaking off pitches is going to have to go by the wayside a little no, bit? No, I think you're just going to have to get the signs in a little bit quicker. So I 19 okay. seconds is a so long time. So when does the 19 seconds start is my question. Because are you now not going to throw my, the ball? My guess is, and I haven't, I'm guessing because I have not looked into this, that it would start as soon as the batter got into the box. I would say so. Because there's no way they're going to stop throwing the ball around. Correct. No, 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 no. It'd be a, that's my thing. As soon as the batter gets into the box... Because you've got the songs, the walk-up songs, yeah. and everything else. And if else. you really think about it, 19 seconds is a long time. How ridiculous is it for a guy to have a ball being thrown on the infield um, for 15 seconds and then getting the ball yeah, no, that's, and then waiting another 30 yeah, seconds? I don't think that has anything ball. to do with so it. So I'm, I'm glad that that's... Yes. And then, oh, okay. Go well, to the next. Let's go the to next the next rule um, is obviously the banning of the shift. Not banning. That's wrong. The restrictions on the shift. We don't know what that looks like yet. They haven't really come out and said exactly what it's going to be. My assumption would be it will be similar to the minor leagues where two guys on either side of the base on the dirt. 100%, you're playing infield, get on the fucking infield. Right. There's no reason Manny Machado should be catching fly balls at the right field warning track. Never. Unless he's playing right field for some reason, that shouldn't happen. It happened last year. Stop taking away hits, and I get people are mad. Hit the ball the other way. I don't want to get into why that's just wrong. Worst take, in, worst take going right because, now. Because, yeah, hit the ball the other way. Yeah, hit a 95-mile-per-hour sinker coming in on your hands the other way when you're being paid to hit homers. Okay, let's go, Joey Gallo. Go back two. Would you rather have Joey Gallo bat two seventy with twenty home runs, or would you rather have him bat two forty with forty home runs? Because I know what I'd take. But um, so that's just stupid. I don't even want to get into that that much. I love the ban- I love the restrictions on the shift. I've been telling you this that I won this for years. Yeah. It increases not only offensive production, 
But I don't want to see Francisco Lindor setting up the middle and fielding a ball in a big situation like it's nothing. I want to see him go take away a hit. Correct. I, and, and make I, the Ozzie Smith play behind second years, base. For years, you've been told to use the big part of the field. There's no, there has that, been no they've longer taken away a the big, big part, part of the field. field. Yes. The big part of the field now is the thing that they're not pitching you that's possible to get. The best t- thing you can do in baseball is time up a ball perfectly up the middle. That's the best time that you can have on a pitch. And they've taken that away, and I'm really glad that it's that it's going away because it's been ridiculous. Yeah. Also, the the and I I, I I tweeted this out the other day that just hit the hit it the other way is the worst take going right now in sports, and it is. And then the funny thing is, people always follow it up with this. I saw Tony Gwynn and Pete Rose do it all the time. You just listed two of the greatest hitters of all time, and and you also saw them taking the ball the other way on guys who were throwing ninety mile an hour or ninety mile an hour fastballs and eighty two mile an hour sliders on the outside part of the. And like, they were these guys shifted. are throwing ninety three sinkers in on your hands, and they don't miss location. And if it's a different game, and if anyone in here is saying Ted Williams got shifted in nineteen forty seven mm-hmm. and he batted four oh eight, well, first off, he's maybe the best hitter of all time, and second off. That tells you they shouldn't have been shifted. Him. shifted. Right. And he right. was probably the only player getting shifted. So also, in Fenway, yeah, like, yes, I understand you can hit the – you have to be pitched the other way to hit the ball the other yes. way. Or else you're doing yourself a disservice. So when you see it – when you see, just so you know, when you see a defense shift, a lefty, they're, they're, you know where every pitch they're is going. pitching you into The it. inner third, the inner eighth probably is where that ball's going. Or they're going. throwing you change if you'll roll over on. Yeah. Like, they're pitching you into it. They're not dumb. <laughs> right. like Kevin they're Cash, not going to shift and throw fast, fast balls away. Kevin Cash isn't going to say, hey, we're projecting you to hit the ball in the left field, so we're going to pitch you so you can hit the right field. Right. That's not how it so, works. So, I think so far we're looking three for three with what we're happy with. Yes, the the bags, are. we're happy with the DH, we're happy with the shift. Yeah. Is there any other massive rule changes that I'm missing? And we also talked oh, about the playoffs. Baseball. The playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. I'm, it's, does that start 2022 or tw- – okay, sure. I thought so. So that's the other one that starts this year. I, I'm in favor of it. I, I I know that people will say it's wa- it's water. I don't believe it's watering anything down. I think it, it also it does two things for me. It keeps more teams in the hunt come the trade deadline, which means more activity potentially at the trade deadline. But it also gives more teams um, a little bit of not wiggle room, but a little bit of incentive, I guess, to add to their rosters come the trade deadline or even come preseason. Yeah, there is a counterpoint to that. That there are some teams that, like the Cardinals right now, like that they're actually a perfect example of this. Right now, the way they're constructed, they are constructed to be a top six team in the National League. They just are. Like it would take almost a catastrophe for them to not make this current playoff format we have now. Um, so it does maybe make them not want to spin as much because they know they're getting in. It's a crapshoot. But on on the flip side of that, you got the Mariners and the Angels and the Blue Jays who didn't make it last year and wouldn't have made it if there was six teams. One of them would have, but. That are going to go out there and now want to do something. Correct. So it balances itself out. Correct. I am in favor of the 12. The 14 would have been horrid. I hated that. Well, and also the ghost win. What were we doing that, there? No, I didn't want to <laughs> oh, talk about that. Right, right. It almost made you, made you like, shiver. Um, but I, I am in favor of it. If you think it's watered down, you haven't been watching baseball. You just haven't. The Braves had the worst record in the National League last year. They won. The Nationals were in the wild card game three years ago. They won. If, if you think that the... 2011, the Cardinals are 2000... Well, that wasn't... Six. 2006, Cardinals had 93, that's 83 wins. I know, I, I get it. I get it, but it's true. Okay, yeah, but that's stupid. It's not stupid. There were as many teams taking, so 93 wins then doesn't compute to now. Yeah. 83. But, um, yeah, if you don't like this, that's fine. If, if you're saying it's watered down currently, as it was five days ago, I don't know what you were watching, but every wildcard game was electric, and I love that the wildcard game's gone. I just, did love the wildcard game. Just to be fair, explain to our audience... 
how the the playoffs are going to set up now with the six teams. Obviously, you have the three division winners. You have three wild cards. Uh, explain to them uh, the first, the top two will get a bye, correct? The top two division winners from each league will get a bye. Okay. And then, which I don't like, but whatever. That's I don't all right. like buys in baseball. But, oh, and then the three will play those six, and then the four and will then play the best five, of three. And best of three series. Yes, which is what all we, three I've games, been calling for for years. Which, and they did it really well, I think. All three games will be played at the team's yep. home field, which is great because if you're the third division winner, correct. you should have a heavy, heavy Agreed. advantage. In terms of where you're playing, over agreed. The, and if you're the fourth the best team, same way. Yeah, well, that's iffy, but well, I mean, uh, but you should have a heavy advantage over it. So I'm glad they did that to have some sort of discrepancy and some incentive to win that division. Yep. And um, then you go obviously to the DSCS and World Series like normal. If you're really not going to notice a big difference, other than the fact we're going to have more games, we're going to have more teams. More more invested fan bases, which is really what I care about. Well, and best of three way better than a one game. Best of three, I mean, we saw in twenty twenty, and it worked beautifully. Those games were awesome. Right, there was like ten games on. on I know it was great, and also also baseball players are as always as most humans are creatures of of habit. You play all season long three game series mostly, and then you get to a playoff, and you're telling me to figure out how to like a one game. To take all that, there's never been that's never made sense to me. I'm really excited, and again, come October, the TV. You're gonna have four games a day. That's gonna be incredible. Um, you're gonna. It, I I know you're not a fan of the of the buys. I think every player and most managers will tell you otherwise. I don't think so. I do. I think the fact that you can, your pitchers can get some rest, your hitters can get some rest. I think anytime you can get rest going into a playoff, and I know you got teams that are hot, but look at teams are resting players now down the line anyway. So now, I mean, it's it, to me, it's it's I all it. indifferent. But my thing is, if you're fighting for that last spot and you get it. And you're red hot, and all your. I mean, we saw it last. You year would be Cardinals. playing. You wouldn't get the a Cardinals buy. Were absolute, no, I'm saying if you were fighting for that first spot, for one of the top two. But if you, we saw it with the Cardinals last year. They were. If they would have played that wild card game a week and a half before, they would have scored seven off of Max Scherzer. <laughs> he wasn't locating, and our team was killing everybody. But because they weren't really playing any competition, they weren't caring about any games. They were locked in their place. They they didn't have any incentive to. I, I don't know how to word this. They weren't hot. They weren't still playing. So if you take three, I think it's gonna be four or five days probably for the, the the top two teams before they play a game. That can mess up your timing. It can. You're not playing game speed. You're not playing intense intensively, and it's not like football where you get a bye, you just rest. I think football's you said intensively. What, I, what was is that not a word? I think with intensity might be what you were looking for there. Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> it's not like, it's not like the NFL where you rest and that's a high. That's a very big positive because that's not a timing based sport. I don't know. I'd be intrigued. I. I Hopefully we're gonna have Jerry Blevins on here in a little bit. I'm hoping, right? Well, I, I know that we you've talked to him a little bit. and I think that we can make that. I would like to hear from him. Like I'd like to hear from a major He's league a player. No, but it does. But a pitcher will be fine. Yeah, but again, I would like. But again, he is around hitters. I'd like to see kind of what he says. I'm kind of intrigued by that because I know that when I would play in the summer and when I played Legion ball, we played every day. I never felt like I was out of whack. Right. But when I play a tournament every weekend. There were some times where weekend to weekend my swing felt completely different because I wasn't facing live pitching throughout the week. So yeah. I know that that does play. A, I know for a fact it plays a role in hitters. I know that it does. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting thing to, to keep an eye on. Um, we don't have to go deep into the numbers with the CBA. Obviously, I think the, the players got – they didn't get every, what they were asking for initially, but they definitely got uh, – it's better. We'll just it's go better. with a quick overview. That's fine, yeah. The competitive balance tax has been raised to $230 million this year. And it's got, and it goes up exponentially to two fifty by year five. Minimum salary huge. 
goes from 700k and goes up this year that's where it starts and it goes up to 780 so $20,000 annually it will increase which it should and then obviously we got the dra- and the draft lottery we didn't talk about that yeah that's the draft yes, lottery love the huge. draft lottery obviously CBT and all that stuff that's great i think they won in that case they got to around where it should be i believe the draft lottery um it's six picks which is one of the bit, that's one of the most in all sports i believe right? yeah to have six picks that heavily decreases your desire to tank uh-huh. if you're going to get the six pick instead of the one. And the great thing they did, if you're a small market team, I don't really know how they determine what that is. There's probably a threshold of how much revenue you have to bring in or how much you're spending. Um, if you if you lose, you can be in the lottery two years in a row, and after in that third year, if you're still that bad and you're still there like the Orioles, you'll be pick 10. Yeah. And then if you're a big market team, so say the Cardinals, this doesn't really happen to them, but if it did, um, they get one year. And then the second year, they're pick 10. So if you're the Orioles right now, you have to be like think, thinking, holy shit, I'm not going to get any more Adley Rushmans. Right. I better go make my team competitive. And am I also correct in saying that we no longer have the tag, uh, the draft pick? It's gone. Gone. Right. It's gone in, but that has a caveat. That's if um, they get this whole international draft thing settled. Which I think By July will. 25th. Yeah. I'm not necessarily – I don't. I haven't read enough on it. I'm not in favor or against it. I think it just has to be done very well. You're talking about the international drafts. Yes. Yeah, I, if you guys want – look, again, I, I feel ignorant on the topic as well because I didn't understand it either. And then I, I don't know if Paston was the one who tweeted it out or who it was, uh, David Ortiz's yeah, comments. Yeah, David Ortiz. And, and it really, really, really opened my eyes. So I'm not going to try to break that down for you because I can't and I don't feel like I would do it justice. What I would tell you is go read that article. It, it made a lot of sense to me on things I had never thought of. Obviously, I am not. I have no zero ties to Latin America, and it was very interesting yeah. to me. What there I are, there are a few massive problems with the current system. There's these basically, if you don't know, we'll just run over this very quickly. There are academies for basically every team down in the Dominican Republic where they recruit basically twelve year olds to come up. Around two percent of those players in the academies actually make it, and it heavily, heavily uh, impacts negatively their education. They're basically playing baseball all the time. There's been some PED problems down there. Reportedly, um, and that only two percent make it. Also, so a lot 90, of shady and yeah, people of, coming in trying to right. Yes, so around nine, like ninety eight percent of them don't have the education they should have down there, and they never make it anyway. So it it is a huge problem. But like Ortiz said, he thinks it could happen and it can work well. It just has to be done right. And I'm glad they didn't shove it through at the yeah. at the. Last minute. And I'm glad the owners didn't and stand by. Correct, them. correct. Because um, they pulled a couple of shady things there at the end. But you know what? Hey, it, it's all going to work out. And it works um, One other thing. One thing that I wish, and I don't know that we'll ever see it. The one thing that I still would love to see is a salary floor. You have to have a cap. Yeah, I know. I, I understand that. And I don't think we're going to see a hard salary cap. Not for a while. In, in Major League Baseball. But the luxury tax and then the threshold that you get dinged on when you get pretty high is good also. Like, obviously, the percentages go up above that 230. Yeah. Correct? Uh, they're very similar. And then you got the Steve Cohen tax as a fourth tier now at right. $300 million or But something. that's what I'm saying. But but it gets more severe it does, as you as get you higher. Go up. That's yeah. really for the Yankees, Dodgers, Mets. That's um, it. And Astros get there sometimes. Um, yeah. I, I still – I don't want to – I get why players want the CBT to go up. Because revenues are higher, therefore players should be able to make more money, which means that should raise. We see in the NFL all the time, they're probably going to raise the um, the salary cap next year, I think. Um, but if you get it too high, to what they were wanting, which was 270, like crazy numbers. Nobody's even going to be close to it, except for three There franchises. will be teams that get up right. to there, but that's going to be such a huge discrepancy. I mean, you're going to see guys, not that I don't want players to get paid, 
But you're going to see some of the smaller market teams, they'll get absolutely priced out of everything. Yes. So I'm glad it's at 230. I think that is a good number. And it's going up to 250. Uh, it's going to, you can't continue to get, it can't go up to 400 million at some point. It can't. Right. That's going to price people out. But I think where it's at right now is a good spot. The problem, and the problem that I don't think they addressed enough was revenue sharing. That money you get, all 70 million or whatever some of the teams get. Pittsburgh got 70 million, something crazy last year. Every single penny they get should go back on the field. I agree. Everyone. If yep. you spend 69.555 and the other $455,000 goes into your pocket, you should be penalized heavily. It needs you should to, have to pay that money back. It has to go to your facilities. It has to go to your players, your staff, everything. I agree. Your farm system, your scouting department, all of that, 100%. And anybody who – like this is what we you and I have talked about. And we're not trying to take pod shots at any teams, but we are actually taking actually. shots. Right. It's time for, for these smaller teams to quit f- uh, crying foul. All you have to do is follow the money, guys. They're making money. They're not hurting. Otherwise, like you have said and like I have said, sell the team. They would be they would be selling the team. And at some point, I would love to see – and I don't know. You can't do it because it's a private entity. But at some time – at some point, Major League Baseball needs to step in with about five or six of these franchises and say, look, either you, you piss or you get off the pot, or, and we're going to do something to make sure that you have to sell the team. And I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you can do that. I'm sure there'd be collusion rules and all kinds of other antitrust issues going on there. They can kick an owner out. But at, at some point, that's going to have to start happening because you, it's, killing, it's killing the Derek competitive balance of the game. Right, right. We saw Derek Jeter say, uh, oh, so you're not going to spend money. And it's also a piss off. worth mentioning – that there are some owners that have used in the past, and that still happens today, guarantee it, player salaries as tax write-offs. Absolutely. So if you're not even actually spending some of that money, and your salary is $50 million, and you're getting $70 million from other owners, how is that even allowed? Like, you're, what money are you spending? You're pocketing $20 million or more, and you're just walking away with it? Like, if I'm Steve Cohen, and I'm giving $10 million because I'm over the, the tax. To the Orioles the tax, or to the, whoever. To any team. And then their salary is thirty to fifty million dollars. I don't know why I would ever have to pay that. Right. So there's if you're gonna cry poverty, then spend the money you get for free. Correct. Correct. Uh, last thing before we're gonna then we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We'll talk about free agent movement, free agent frenzy, March Madness, uh, also on the court as well as in baseball and a few other items that we want to hit on. But the last thing that I wanted to talk about uh, did talk about the change as far as team control with the players. Team control. Yeah, as far as with the minor leaguers and not and not being able to call players up, oh, the Chris, okay. I'll call it the Chris Bryant rule. Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of. You uh, there's incentive now to bring up guys. I believe you get a draft pick, correct? I think so. If you bring so. up a guy opening day instead of holding them down for an extra year of service time, um, which is obviously that's great. I I well, eh, I don't like that they're giving people owners that they're incentivizing that they're it. Incent- well, I don't like that they're giving owners a prop for doing something for not doing something shitty. Right. But if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Um, on top of that, they you can now all the ten guys up and down five times. There was a guy in the Rays that got sent down, I believe, eighteen times last year. Yeah. There's only six months of the baseball season, so he's going from I don't remember where I think where their um, are they Durham was no Durham might be double no, A, but they were going up and down like he was he didn't know where he was playing. And it's been manipulative, and they've five is still a lot, by the way. Five is not a general, it's not like a wow, they're barely going to do it right. now. That's almost once a month still for a player. But I'm glad they've at least addressed that. I still think we're going to see people holding people down. I don't think Nolan Gorman is going to be able to Carlos start the year. I don't think Juan Yepes. I think he could. Depends what they do, I know right? Matthew we'll talk Liberty about that in a little bit. Going to be right. the Cardinals. And I don't think Adley Rush will be able to the Orioles. So teams still won't do it all the time. 
but at least they've made an effort to start incentivizing teams that decide to do it. There's no reason Walter Franco shouldn't have played 162 last year. Correct. So I'm glad they're at least starting to look at it. Correct. Um, yeah, so that's going to be... I'm, yeah, we need to get... We've seen the young guys come up and just add a spark to the game that is well needed. And to keep them at the minor leagues at this point, there's zero their reason. Money, man. These guys work their whole life right. to make money for a... If they're lucky... A ten to fifteen year period. Right. That's if they're lucky. There's oh, all that Scherzers. That, very lucky. They go twenty years and make forty five million dollars. Many of them have three to seven years. years. Yeah, and if they get that, they're making minimum for six of them. Right. Or I mean, they'll go to arbitration yeah. and make five million dollars. Yeah, less. it's it's time to take that. That money is not. You look at it so like, oh, I make four two. I mean, I make fifty thousand dollars a year, and these guys are complaining about five hundred. Yeah, well, you're working for forty years, dude. These guys work for not that it's not a, a awesome amount of money. And not I mean, yeah, obviously we all want the money's that time. irrelevant. The but the fact irrelevant. that they're they have such a short window, right? So these to waste this window any longer, I mean, you, it needs to stop. Yeah, the argument that it was billionaires versus millionaires also terrible take. It's not even true. It's not what it is. It's not even close. You obviously are not paying attention if that's what you believe it is. I don't care if that's a perception out there or not. Also, do not tell me that with all the things going on in the world, the players should no stop. Stop the two. The what's going on in the Ukraine? Shout out to all still T's and P's to everybody out there. What's going on with COVID and Major League Baseball have nothing to do with anybody. So quit telling them. Oh, you need to understand the plight of every. That's not your then job. The owners this was this a- was workers versus employers. That's what it was. It's not millionaires versus billionaires. Do your research and find out how many professional baseball players are making a million dollars. It is a very small percentage. When you look at a baseball across the the spectrum, and it's not just workers versus employers, because guess what? Those workers are also the product. It's workers slash product versus employers. They make all of the money. If any of you have gone to a Yankee game or a Cardinal game to see George Steinbrenner or Hal Steinbrenner right. or Bill DeWitt Jr. bat or something, I don't. I don't. Right. I don't look for him in the stands. Correct. So it's you go pay these guys to watch them play. That's why you're doing it. Yes, the owner should make a profit. But the it's a ten million dollar industry, and the players wanted to get the amount that they felt they deserved. Ten billion. It's ten billion dollars. I thought you said million. They billion. made ten billion dollars yeah. last. Correct, year. correct. So that money needs to be evenly distributed out during a fairly, pandemic. Yeah, fa- <laughs> fairly to the baseball players. And one last thing that we'll add before we get to the break, um, for those of you who also haven't maybe paid attention to everything going on, or you know everything's been kind of busy. Apple TV, the deal with Apple TV yeah, adds just talking. more money to the pot. Uh, I will say it again. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. I think you're going to see uh, cable TV sports is a dying breed. I think all of these streaming services are going to just keep upping and upping and upping the money because they have so damn much of it. And I think Apple TV, Peacock, great start. Hey, that's more baseball out there for people. That's more baseball that you can see on a daily basis. Uh, These subscription services are killing it. ESPN Plus, if you don't have ESPN Plus, what are you doing at this point? But that, you're just going to keep seeing this, I think. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see everybody get involved. And again, more money into the pot. Anybody who tells me baseball's not making money is not paying attention. They're, so They're making the second most amount of money of any major sport in the United States. We're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to, on the other side, we'd like to get, we're going to get to obviously the, the frenzy, the free agent frenzy, which is sort of starting a little bit. It wasn't as fast as I think a lot of, fast and furious as a lot of people thought it was going to be, but we are off. Cardinals first signing of all of it, by the way. We'll talk about that. We want to talk a little bit about the Cardinals uh, and then hit a little bit on March Madness before we get out of here. So everybody hang on, 
for the other side. We're going to pay the bills a little bit with a little bit of uh, ads and commercials here, and we will be back on the other side. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks again for uh, being a part of, of this baseball talk. It's nice to have you guys back. And uh, it's also very, very nice to have Major League Baseball back. Uh, as we get to the calm before the storm, the feeding frenzy that is about to be, obviously we were very high, hyped and pumped that that might start Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And we're starting to see a few of the, the big guys starting to fall, or at least some names that we are familiar with out there. Obviously, the Cardinals make the first splash. Let's start. Let's start there. Cardinals sign Drew Verhagen. I'm not going to lie; never heard of the guy. Uh, pitched with the Tigers, career five ERA. Has been overseas the last couple years. This sums up uh, a lot of familiar Cardinal moves. I'm not going to be judgmental yet because we have found some guys like this in the past that have turned into very, uh, very useful parts of a bullpen. Yeah, um, the money was the money was confusing for me. I don't know how he could possibly be worth five million dollars over two years. And it could be six. Could have an has an incentive in there as well. Um, because Yuri Familia just signed for six million, and I know that guy's good. But um, yeah, well, it's kind of like a nothing move to me. If that's all they do, then it's something to talk about. It's something to be upset about. As Joe Kelly just moved on to the White Sox, that was a guy I really wanted to bring back to St. Louis. But um, I think a lot of people yeah. were on the old Joe Jolton Joe Kelly train. <laughs> yeah. But um, if it's not the last move they make, if they do something else, if they go get to Para, or if they go make a move for a position player potentially, then I don't care. I hope he's good and it's a flyer. But if it's all they do, then um, I'm not going to be very happy. Right, right. I mean, it's it's an intriguing move to me because then Mosellock comes out and says he's going to be fighting for a rotation spot. Guys, what about Matthew Libertor? Have we forgotten about it about him? Uh, okay, I, and I get it. Maybe he's saying this, hey, to push everybody. Like, I mean, obviously you and I talked about this before. Maybe that's what it is. It's a bullpen piece. But, hey, like I said, we hey, we saw Garcia, a cast off, turn in to be a very valuable piece last year. We saw McFarland, who's back this year, a, a cast off. We saw Michaelis come in, and his first year great. Since then, hopefully we're, we get Miles Michaelis of three years ago. Not Miles Michaelis of the last two years. Just a healthy Miles Michaelis. Correct. I think a healthy that Miles Michaelis is most definitely a serviceable starter. Agreed. And he'll be what your number four starter, I assume. Five. Number five starter. That's fine. That's what I that like. That's what intrigued me with his comments about this Verhagen guy. Who's he going to start over? I don't know. I just it didn't make I any sense. He was trying to stretch out Reyes and Hicks. Right. I'm I'm very confused. Um, but again, I'm going to leave that in their hands. I, I know that DeWitt came out to be very kind of concerning. If you take it at face value, let's say said he and Mosaic haven't really talked about the team. I don't buy that at all. Uh, we've seen this. We've seen this from them quite often, where they throw up the smoke screen, uh, which is what they should do. I agree. I I'm not. I'm know, not mad about that. I don't want to know what John Mosaic wants to do before some, <clears throat> right. because that it makes teams desperate. I mean, it makes teams smell your desperate. Give me the word. Your Desperation. Disparity? What's the word? Desperation. Desperation is that what it is? It makes him smell that you're desperate. Is that an Eminem song? I don't know, but it's um, desperation. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway, let me go. Um, <laughs> and that can make prices drive up. If you, I mean, he's come out and he's talked Paul DeYoung looking good, all this stuff, and I hope that's true. But if it's not, like, what's he gonna come out and say? Hey, we're looking for another shortstop, and 
we might want to trade this guy. Because we think Paul DeYoung's done. Yeah, but um, his Paul, career's but, dead. But he's he's not good. We have to get right. rid of him. Right. Like that's what the Sixers did with Ben Simmons, and then ask well, it's for also a haul. J- just in case recent. If we want to deal with recency bias, it's exactly what the Cowboys did with Amari Cooper, and they dealt him for like two sixth round picks yeah. or something like that. So Mosaic's so, not stupid. I agree. Everyone that wants to say, "Oh, we're not doing anything," it's definitely over. That very well might be true, but. A year, a little over a year ago, about like I'll say fourteen months ago, he said Matt Carpenter was our starting third Correct. baseman. Now our best player on our team is our third baseman. Uh, so, one thing, one thing, and I'd like to hear what you have to say. If if we're looking at wish list for the for the rest of the the off season, my number one guy is Kyle Schwarber, and the reason I'm, let me explain why. My reason is this team is predominantly right-handed. Oh, we face a predominant amount of right-handed pitching. In, in fact, I looked it up. We were in the bottom five teams last year in at bats versus right versus left-handed pitching. We weren't. I, there were two. When I looked today, there were two. Or, the yeah, it was. We were in the bottom five. I I didn't do the full. Did not want to count that far down, but I knew that we were bottom five. Um, so this whole idea that and it, and it leads me also to the the Albert Pujols talk, which by the way, let me let me stick on my first thought because I will. Lose it eventually. Kyle Schwarber adds a lot to this team. You plug him into the middle of the lineup to separate whomever you want to separate. If you want to separate uh, Goldie and Tyler, or you want to separate Tyler and Nolan, or you want to put him after, whatever you want to do with the lineup there, Kyle Schwarber is an impact bat that lengthens your lineup like, in my opinion, no other free agent that is available that's not named Carlos Correa. And, and Carlos Correa is a right-handed bat. But, I mean, if you're we're looking at left-handed batters, he would and he would be loved. He's a Midwest guy from Ohio. He has the linebacker mentality. Was an all I think he was either an all state, all American performer in, in high school football. Uh, he's and I think I know this because my principal was his principal in high school. He was involved in it, like beloved by everyone. Everyone he ever plays with, everyone he comes in contact with. He would be absolutely beloved here in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, he's a perfect fit. It's almost, like, too obvious like, yes. to go get him. Yes. But, to be fair, he's a perfect fit everywhere. He is. I agree. So, that price is going to continue to grow. And, and shout out to Deep Hagel. And, and here's, your, here's your Cleveland talk. If he doesn't sign here, I actually hope he signs in Cleveland. Because he is from the Ohio area, I think that would be a great fit. Also, it would be maybe the, the thing that Dolan and the boys are, are actually spending money. I don't know that that's going to happen. But I would be very happy if, if the Guardians did go out and sign him. And, and let me get back to what I was saying about Pujols. Obviously, that's the hot thing on everywhere. In my opinion, I was on board with getting Albert Pujols last year to strengthen and bolster our bench going into a playoff run. All right, That does not mean I am on board with Albert Pujols being here for 2022 as our DH primarily. And, and here's let me explain why. We don't face a ton of left-handed hit pitchers. We just don't. And we'll face less if he's there. We need more right or left-handed bats. Also, if you bring Albert here, what it means Yepes and Gorman. If we're not signing Schwarber, right? It means Yepes and Gorman aren't going to be Lark. here. And well, Newt will be, be here. There. Lars will be here. Okay, yeah. But but he's not going to be the. I mean, he's going to be your fourth outfielder who will get scratch at bats, and and we'll get some at bats as a DH, I would think. However, if, if it is if if you're not going to go sign a Schwarber. Or 
whatever. Colin Moran's even interesting to me. No. I, I get it. He's on average. I, I get he's it. He's a below average hitter. And then six in the Pirates. I'm not saying I want Colin Moran. No, I don't want him no. I, I would rather, if we're not going to sign Kyle Schwarber, let's see what we got in the young kids and let's let him go. I'll get, I'll, I mean, there's other lefties out there. Austin Meadows is out there. I'd Austin Meadows. Yeah, absolutely. Then Jock I, Peterson. No. I, I'd be fine I'm with not Jock. I'm on the Jock train. He's just not very good anymore. I'm sorry, he's just not Did very good. Did you not good. watch him in yeah. the World Series? In the oh, postseason? In the World Series and he was okay, in the postseason. He's not very good. He's not a very good hitter. I'm sorry, he's just not. He gets exposed a lot. I he would was, be fine with Jock Peterson. He's very Peterson cool moments and he was wearing pearls and I like him <laughs> as a person. But he's not a very good hitter. He moves the needle zero for me. Outside of a feel-good moment for people... There is zero reason for this team to go out and sign Albert Pujols. Not to so mention the fact that if they're playing their best nine every night, they're not starting Albert anyway. No. So you're going to go there to hopefully see him when he's probably not going to hit most nights. And then Except they Albert would start him every night. Exactly. That they're going to start someone that shouldn't be starting. Correct. So Albert Pujols will cause more problems here than he would solutions. Which, by the way, guys, we went through the last two years with Matt Carpenter. Yep. So why would we want to do it again Outside of, oh, what a great movie that's going to build and everything else. That's it. If, if I will tell you this right now. If the Cardinals go sign Albert Pujols, it tells all of us as fans. That's all of you. That's everyone listening. That's everyone reading on Twitter. That's every Cardinal fan in America. That they are way more concerned with ticket sales, $18 beer sales, jersey sales, and the feel-good moments that you're going to get at Bush when they can get 45000 there, which, by the way, you're going to get anyway. It's Yachty and Wayno's last year. You're going to sell that place out anyway. Uh, that's what it tells you. That they're more involved with that or intrigued. No, they're more worried about that than they are winning a, a championship. And this team, guys, whether you like it or not, and you've talked about this, the window is closing on, our gold, on having peak Goldie and Arenado years. It just is. You might have two more. You might have three more. You might might have one more. It might be gone. Right. I agree. So let's go ahead and let's make a run out. We have the money. Ballpark Village, that's all you have to say. And also, you are going to sell forty to 50,000 tickets most nights because of the Yachty Farewell Tour. And then when Wayno pitches, good luck trying to get a ticket. Right, which, is, which, by the way, opening day, we have to buy those tickets because he will be starting. We will day. be there opening day, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and would I cry probably <laughs> if I'm at opening day and I see Yachty, Albert, and Wayne L have this whole celebration? I'm a huge celebration. Of course, and I will love it at the moment. But in September, will I love it when Albert Pools is DHing and batting sixth instead of Kyle Schwarber or anybody else? That could actually get us a chance to win a World Series. And we series? still don't know no. what Nolan Gorman or Juan Yepes can do at and that point my, in time. My biggest problem with the Cardinals right now we have all these young guys, these Yepeses, these Gormans, these Libertors, Zach Thompson. When, He's so young, though. Right. But we have all those young guys. We don't have any idea who they are because we don't try them. We are so – if we're so steadfast and not making big moves and trading the guys, then, then why do we have so many guys that you're unwilling to bring up? Like if you're not willing to get these guys up here and you're going to waste as much time as you can before you have to start their clock on their six-year clock – then start trading them. Like, honestly, start trading some of these guys because Nolan's not going anywhere. Goalie's not going anywhere. I'd be surprised if Tommy goes anywhere at this point. We don't have a shortstop. We need one. Mason wins really young. Our outfield is set. So if you have any outfielders that are good at all, trade them now. They're not, I mean, they're not coming up well, we've done, And we've done it in the past with catchers before that we let stay too long. Um, you know, we, we've seen top prospects yeah. stay too long. And uh, you know what? I think they're scared of the Arena factor. That's what I was going to say, too. Okay. I'm worried, right. that they're, I'm worried about Arena 
And, I mean, Adolis Garcia, he had a really good first half. But they're worried about the perception that's come along with those guys. With Luke Voigt, which, if you bring that up, you're an idiot. Because I'll take goals from Gallegos over Luke Voigt any day. Yeah, at this point, I agree. And I was one of those at the time, didn't love the trade. Because in my mind, it meant that we had Luke Voigt and Bryce Harper. That's what I wanted to believe. Gallegos is a way better player than Luke Voigt. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but that was not where I. That's not where I came from. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. I am very. I, I'm just ready. I cannot wait to see the red jersey. I lo- I love the red unis in spring training. I know a lot of people don't. The new hats. A lot of people not super hyped on them. I think they look pretty cool when you look look at them. I'm ready them to again. see that. They're not the best. I'm not buying one. Why? Why are they? Why is the color red on? Why is it the same? Red? Yeah, I agree. We, we. Yeah, what are we doing here? The but, Tampa Bay Rays. I might buy that one. It's yeah. Beautiful. But that I'm ready to get it going. I, I want to see what we have in Gorman. I want to see what we have in Libertor. I want to see what we have in Yepes. And I think they're going to get a lot of lot of play in spring training. I really, truly yeah. do. But a lot of the rumors right now on Twitter is Trevor Story. Now, I don't know if we, what to make of that. We've heard this rumor before. In my mind, what I wanted to say was I have a hunch that if he's given regular at-bats, Paul DeYoung could have a bounce-back year. I could be wrong. There's no data for me to support that other than I get the idea that if you have a hungry – motivated Paul DeYoung hitting in the seventh slot, which is where I would love to see him hit. I think you could see a bounce back here. I'm not saying he's going to hit 300. I'm not saying that. But we know he's going to provide gold glove defense. And we know that he has pop. And when you put him in the seven hole, I think that is something now with the DH, when your your lineup extends to nine, that could be very, very intriguing if he can be who we've seen before. And I just have a hunch that if he's given every day at bats, also, to be fair, if we go get Trevor Story and we trade him, I'm okay with that too. Don't get me wrong. Well, dude, if we get Trevor Story, <laughs> we keep Paul DeYoung. I'll blow. Yeah, because you got to keep that. Sosa's got to be your your, fit, yeah. your fourth yeah, infielder. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, anything else you want to hit on with the with the Cardinals before we? Also, here's what everyone forgets: every single Cardinal fan forgot that Ali Marmol's our new manager, I and know. I can't wait. I am psyched. I I love this guy. I am geek. Oh, to, not a shot at Schilt. I love Ali Marmol. I'm geeked to see what he can do every day. I'm ready for his press conferences. He's electric. I was fortunate enough to obviously be in the Cardinals dugout after games this year, and he would always be in there cleaning stuff up or something. One of the nicest guys I've met in a long time, and I'm really happy for him. I think he's going to be great. He came out with a thing today that got me kind of fired up, that he had talked to that he's had 10 to 15 guys on the phone, like phone calls, before they had reported. And all of them said it's World Series or bust. That's our goal. I wish the front office would seem to have the same mindset. I think they might. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. If they did, they'd, I'd hear their name being said at least once. But we just... I know, Dad. I, but, I, I mean, know. You hear all these teams. I know. There's no way, like, all, all these agents are releasing everyone's name but the Cardinals. Like, why would they be doing that? <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, so I, I am fired up for the season. If they don't go and get um, anybody else, I'm going to be disappointed. But I still think we have a good enough team to make a run at things. Especially if we're in the position to add at the trade deadline and we actually do it. So that's where I'm at with the Cardinals. I think they're the favorite to win the division in the NL Central. Because I think the Brewers lineup just got worse. It's terrible. It's, it's gotten it's worse. It's so bad. And Christian, unless Christian Yelich comes back and is actual Christian Yelich, which I really like him, so if he does, fine. If that doesn't happen and he's not the 320-40 bomb guy again, it's just an okay lineup. Like, Willie Adamas is a cool story. But he's a 20 home run, 270 hitter. And also, we are fans of Hunter Renfro. I think a really good addition for Milwaukee. Yeah, now, but they did trade for But Boston. they did lose Avisail Garcia. 
who had an incredible year last year. Kind of just traded off. Correct. Well, I think Renfro much better defensively. He is, but... Much better defensively. It's not, it's not like Milwaukee's a no. hard place to play right field. No. Well, we're going to see a lot of Rowdy Tellis in the DH spot, or Dan Vogelbach. Now, there's rumors <laughs> they want Schwarber as well, and that would yeah. crush me if they get him, yeah. and we just stand up. Yeah, we I agree. Our hands. I agree. Um, so let's, let's move on a little bit to just a few of the free agents. Carlos Correa, still sitting out there, and, and any any thoughts on what you, where you see him? Like, obviously, he's going, he's going to Houston. You think so? I think that's a place that he knows and embraces him. He's, him and Altuve, from all accounts, are great friends, and Maldonado. Um, I don't think the Yankees, I mean, Volpe's knocking at the door. He's the number one prospect. He's going to be a stud. He's from New Jersey, and you know they love when guys are local Yankee fans. Um, and I just see, I don't see them making a 10 year commitment when they're two top prospects in the organization or shortstops. It doesn't make sense. I could see them, however, if Story decides, oh, well, I didn't play very well last year. We've got these home road splits everybody's talking about. I'm going to go bet on myself for a year, Marcus Simeon type. Um, I could see them getting him for a year and then Story going out and wanting to sign a huge contract after that. But Carlos Correa to the Yankees doesn't make sense. To the Dodgers doesn't make sense because I think they're going to get Freeman. And, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Let's talk um, about that next, actually. And I, I just think Houston is such a perfect fit for him. Freddie Freeman needs to be in a Braves uniform for the rest of his life. They need to build a statue outside of the field. They will. He, he needs, well, not if he leaves. Oh, yeah, they will. I don't know. We have Ted Simmons on our field. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, so you think he's going to the Dodgers? Yes, because I think that the Braves... The fact over that one year right now, the it's, fact, what, the, it's the sixth year. It's over one year, like $20 million. I don't get it. And that's a lot... Once again, it's baseball money, not our money. Um, the, I'm try, I lost my train of thought. Oh, the Braves got a bargain on Acuna. They got a bargain on Alzi Albies. Two guys that if they were going to free agency on the open market would both get over $300 million probably. Uh, Albie's probably the 250 range. Alcuna might be 450 range. That's how good he is. So the fact that we are that they are nickel and diving away the heart and soul of their organization, the and guy their, that and brought them back to city. the guy that brought them back to relevancy. Why? Yeah, Pay him. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I wake not, up tomorrow morning. And they're not going to. I'm telling you now. He's That's going to L.A. Wild, wild. Atlanta's not wanting to do it. I think they. I think they're more interested in signing a starting pitcher, letting Freeman walk, and hoping they can trade for Matt Olson. And honestly, that's a good – I mean, that's not a bad thing to do. It's a good trade-off right. for them. But just for the optics of it, I mean, Freddie Freeman, he – you cannot tell me that if he gets the same offer or close to it from the Braves as he does from the Dodgers, that he He's doesn't n- stay. I agree. So the fact that you're just letting him go, it's – it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But that's oh, – it seems inevitable. I saw a tweet today that said if – from a Yankee fan that said if Tio Urshela is our starting shortstop, can we just go ahead and reinstitute the lockout? <laughs> Yeah, I told you that. <laughs> oh, did you? I saw it on there too, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I love you. Very, cle- very clever. Um, hey, interesting talk. I mean, I I was of the belief that Nelson Cruz was going to stay in the American League, but it does seem like the Dodgers, the Dodgers and Padres really heating up talks to get Nelson Cruz. Uh, if you had him in San, either one of those lineups, but I think you put him in San Diego in that lineup with his experience, that guy just keeps, he just well, keeps it is worth noting that he took a drastic step off in the second half of last year. He did. Now, part Ref- of that was going to Tampa Bay. I think so too. I think <laughs> part of it was going to Tampa Bay. Yes. And that place is not easy to hit in. It's hard to see. And it wasn't a lot around him either, if we're going to be honest. Well, a no, lot of protection. Well, he was hitting, the part of the order he was hitting, and there was a lot around him. Yeah, but it, when he goes to San Diego, I think, hey, it'll be interesting to see. I'm a Nelson Cruz fan. Yeah. I, I love to watch him hit. I want to see him do well. Um, White Sox today signed, obviously, Joe Kelly. Uh, and they also signed Josh Harrison, uh, right, right. But but another guy to add to the the mix. But the big one today was a Chris Bassett to the Mets trade. Now, listen, we knew we 
Chris Bassett was a guy you and I have talked about on here before. Frankie Montas, another guy that's still probably – it feels like the A's are trading everybody maybe. That, they're that's not sort of, trade Chris Bassett out to trade the rest of them. That, that's sort of the hint that they're going to get rid of everyone. So, hey, Cardinals. Yeah. But I don't, know, I don't know if they're going to make a trade for a starting pitcher. But if, if you haven't paid attention, go take a look at the Mets rotation right now. And find me a better one in baseball. You want Cleveland, very, very good. I think Cleveland's rotation this year is going to be one of the tops in the American League. Yeah. But if you want to go look at, we have DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Walker. Carrasco. Carrasco. Carrasco's not very good anymore. We don't know. He's, he he's going to be healthy. He was bad last year. Right, but, but, well, but he started the year not healthy. He came off of COVID. We don't know. We, we don't know. That's all I'm saying. He at least has a lot of question marks. When He's that's your number five, and those are your other four, that I think have shortened his career. Yeah, he had cancer. Right, agreed. Um, I'm gonna. So I do think he his time in baseball is probably coming to a close. But those top four, I mean, you don't really need it. Those top four are really good, and they had that. They're guy. not really good, Caleb. Those are four of the best pitchers in baseball. Well, Tywin well, Walker was okay. Three, in the half. three of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna and that's gonna make and the Mets made some old. moves. They got Mar, I, they got Mark Canna, who I am a fan of. They added some other guys. It's in, I'm intrigued. Where do you think Michael Conforto ends up? Uh, Philadelphia. You think so? Yeah, I think they need. You think him. okay? Yeah, because they need outfielders. I think they need him and Chris Bryant. So you think you think both of those happen, I or think, do you think one? I could see Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper are best buds. Yeah. I could see that for sure. And I think if they don't get. I think Schwarber would be a great fit there as well. They just need bats to go around Harper and Real Muto, honestly. Well, and who are we missing? Who's the other uh, big hitter they've got? Why am I blanking on his name? First base. Oh, oh, Reese Hoskins. Yeah, Reese Hoskins. Sorry, completely blanked on his name there. But they just need a couple guys, and they probably need a – I mean, they just got a um, bullpen piece. They have a very – familiar, they just got. Yep, very strong strong rotation. Their bullpen's Um, still shaky. I mean, it's the worst of all time the last two years. But I don't don't know what the Phillies are going to do. I think they have to sign an outfielder or two. I mean, I, I would be surprised if they try to bring back McCutcheon, to be honest with you. Like, he's at least a serviceable left fielder. Yeah, kind of maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't but know. But you need someone. They don't have anybody right, right now. They really I, I think it's going to be intriguing to see. I, I was listening to somebody the other day talk about how they think you're going to see a lot of trades. And obviously, we've seen a couple. But I think you could see more trades happening here soon, Oh, too. I want to say something about the Mets real quick. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, their lineup sucks. <laughs> it's so – It's uh, James McCann took a huge step back last year. Pete Alonso's really good. I've, give, I've talked shit about Pete Alonso. I thought he was going to drop off. He hasn't. He just keeps hitting. He's really good. Jeff McNeil, don't, don't know what you got in him. He was bad last year. He doesn't provide power, and he was bad in the, in the 250 range. And if that's happening with a, with a contact hitter, you don't know what you got. Lindor has had now two straight years of being awful. Like bad, bad production for a guy making $35 million. Third base, you don't really have anyone yet. I mean, well, Jimmy you have Davis. Eduardo Escobar. He's oh, pretty sorry, doggone Eduardo good. Eduardo Escobar, average, not very good. He's Eduardo oh, yeah, Escobar's a very good how hitter. How much did he move the Brewers? I get it, but he's still no, a very good Mark hitter. Hanna, the most average. You team. wanted Eduardo Escobar here in the Cardinals last year. I at the did because I think he's a good piece, but he's not a guy that should be batting fifth in your lineup. Mark Hanna, not. I mean, he's so average. Robinson Cano back. Cano's forty years old, still juicing probably. You got Starling Marte. Demo, I really like him and Starling Marte. But that is Dom not Smith, a J.D. Davis. Is that $280 million I don't know. It's well, not. I think you're going to go in. It's not. It's just not. Focusing on not. pitching. Look at the Dodgers payroll and look at their lineup. I get it. I that, get it. That fits. This is not a $280 million lineup. You're just throwing money at the wind sometimes, it seems like. It does. It does seem like that. So it'll be interesting to see what, so, what all, every year we, we question, hey, the Mets should be good this year. So well, and again, you I have you have Degrom be... who can't stay healthy. Oh, Scherzer's a year older. Don't it's going to be. What's well, true? It's not. He had two full years. Right, but he has. I mean, Three. 
But again, he's also had injury issues. Every pitcher has injury issues. I'm I get it. I Max get Scherzer, it. he did decline last year towards the end of the year. He did. It's going to be interesting. I to don't see know how if that's Dave Roberts' fault or not. Tyler Walker declined towards they. That team has a, such a high payroll. To yeah, talk about World Series or bust. It's a high. It's such a high payroll that you would expect to see when you look at the names on their roster, something more. Yeah, they don't have a good bullpen either. Look, their bullpen's awful. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to Aaron, see. I mean, they lost Aaron Loop and Yuri Familia now. Like, who do they have? Trevor May and Edwin Lugo Diaz? Castro. Lugo's yeah, that's, been a about, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, it's well, Edwin it's Diaz not at the back end. It's just quite simply, you look at it, yeah. not a two hundred seventy yeah, million gonna be dollar interesting. cable. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. When do players report? Tomorrow. That's what I thought. Most uh, of them have reason. already, but they're all supposed yeah. to be by tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and first spring training game starts. Seventeenth. Is that right? I believe so. Is that that's Thursday, St. Yeah. Patty's Day. Oh, so we're gonna see the greens. Oh, baby, you're gonna see we're gonna starters. We're gonna see all the greens and a lot of sixties and seventies numbers. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see zero starters out there. By the way, worth noting, Nolan Gorman. Everyone thought he might be up at the beginning of the year. He's number sixty-eight. Yeah, he's not gonna be. He's up. not gonna be up. unless he hits six hundred in spring training. He's done that before. I know. I know. Every year, actually. I know. I know. The dude just. I, I think they've got him up. penciled in at AAA and get him a little some time there. And then we'll have him up here soon. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know what, what's going to happen. Need, There's really a lot of questions there. Think they need to make some trades, Dan. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, you um, can't keep with all of these talented players. No one in the, these guys aren't going anywhere. you got to trade some of the people to I agree. be good now. I agree. Like, you can't just keep waiting. I understand good teams have funneling players that continue to come in. But look at the Dodgers. They had Josiah Gray and Kiba Reese, two of the top prospects in baseball. And they said, we want to win now. we got Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. I'm still not going to get those two, right? But you've got to you've got to funnel. I mean, you got to trade some of the guys. Well, you're going to lose anyway. We lost we lost Plummer for nothing instead of trading. Right. To I be fair, think. maybe this sets up for the one year that Mo does something at the trade deadline. It could do it now. I know. Let's I know. get off to a good start. Well, there it's also potentially that you have teams who are going to wait to the trade deadline to trade players. So that's another. That's always another caveat. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. Anything else you need to add for baseball? Uh, it's good. I cannot wait to see the greens on Thursday. The Kelly greens will be out. They'll all have four-leaf clovers as if they're all Irish. Let's go. Yeah, I don't have much else to add. Um, okay. Next time we talk, I assume we have some significant moves to talk about. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We'll be back, we'll be back here soon. Um, but I do want to hit, obviously, uh, for those of you who know, Caleb signs with the Cardinals, starts working with the Cardinals. They go on a 18-game 18 18-game winning streak. 17-game winning streak. End up in the in the playoffs because Caleb was working for them. He decides to go to U of I. They win the Big Ten. I don't think it's a coincidence. No, it's not. It's not I don't think it's a coincidence. However, they did royally shit the bed against Indiana. But you know what? Rest. But right there we go. There we go. Let's get a, Let's get some rest. We need to see. We need to see the Illini go on a run. It is not acceptable for them not to get out of the first weekend this it, year. It's even less acceptable to have the number one seed in any tournament play an eleven thirty game. <laughs> 11.30! Why are they playing the earliest game? And they would have played at 11 today. Why would they play the earliest game yeah. with the they give the one seed? <laughs> I don't get it. Whatever. We also ran into a red-hot Indiana team that doesn't seem like they're right. going to lose anyway. Who, who, if it weren't for a Bohannon, who, by the way, has been at Iowa for 47 years. Uh, that guy has to be 30 years old. He's he, probably close. Right. Who's been there forever. If it wasn't for a miracle shot today, Indiana moves on. Uh, we are currently watching Virginia Tech beat Duke. So let's go. Let's go Hokies. Because that would be awesome. That that would uh, also get them in. There's a lot of talk. They're not going to get in the tournament. Virginia Tech, in my opinion, is a tournament team. Hey, here's what I will say about the tournament. It kicks off again on Thursday. Just like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. St. Paddy's Day, spring training, and the tournament the same day. Let's go. Let's go. Also, this tournament is going to be awesome. 
I, I think you can pick chalk if you want. I have no idea. I, I can't wait for it tomorrow's selection Sunday. One of, well, when, by the time you guys, no, by the time you hear it, it'll be today. Cause no, but I'm, I'm ready for selection Sunday. It's going to be fun. I'm sure we'll have 50% of the ballots having Gonzaga winning again because <laughs> it happens every year, and they probably won't win it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. But they got some studs to I watch. Hope they so. do. You know, if the, yeah, if, I think if, so too. If Illinois doesn't win, I want Mark Few to get a championship. Yeah. Yeah, and Chet really Holmgren. Like Mark let's get Chet Holmgren one, I don't and, care about and let's get like let's Few. get Drew Timmy one. Yeah, I like Timmy. I love. I used to love Mark Few. I like him a lot. I feel like he's a guy I would like to play for. Yeah, I've I don't know. The, no, I've had the impression <laughs> that I thought the opposite, and then I've read some stuff about him lately, and his players seem to love him. Yeah, and I mean, there's a reason he got Holmgren was the number one recruit. And there's also a reason he hasn't left. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he's had, had opportunities. He could be anywhere, else. anywhere I mean, in the Big I mean, Ten, I, the SEC, I, I the ACC. I guarantee you, next year if he wanted to go to Duke. They probably hire. Well, he couldn't because they have John Shire already under contract. So. Okay, if they didn't do that, if he said, "Hey, I'm interested in coming to right. you," I'm sure they could have probably yes, made that happen. Correct. So there I, were probably phone calls made. I think he deserves it. I mean, to make that that um, program into what it is into a powerhouse, no one 20 years ago would have seen that coming at all. Like that, so I hope he gets if the if Illinois doesn't win. One yeah. last, one last college basketball thing that I have to add: there was nothing better as a lifelong North Carolina Tar Heel basketball fan, than watching people spend $150,000 to go see that whiny bitch Coach K's okay, last stop. game. Nope, nope, you let, you let me finish. You let me finish. And I then Carolina goes in there, and they ruin the entire night. Also, shout out to Hubert Davis and the boys for making sure that they lost to Virginia Tech so they didn't have to get Duke one <laughs> yeah, more time. Right. And the last thing we can always remember is Carolina beating Duke on Coach K's last night ever in Cameron Indoor, the faces of the people crying, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God, it was amazing. I, I, I've watched it twice now. I might watch it a third time this weekend. I, I can't get over it. Also, F off, fuck off, Chris Carrowell. You're a bitch. End it right there. Okay, yeah, but... Don't disrespect Coach. Yeah, I'm done he with him. He made this entire. He made that entire event about him. He made the it entire year about him. him. Why would that Let's not go. be about him? Look, He's the most legendary look, coach. Look, coach he is a legend. Time. He's a great coach. I'm not going. To, I'm like, not going to feel sorry for him. I'm not going no, to give him they, any props. But to call him a whiny bitch is a little much. He is a little you bit. So you didn't enjoy Did him. you hear him afterwards? You didn't enjoy he him in the '92 Dream Team at all. Well, he didn't say a word. He got. He yeah, right. He did nothing there. Why was he chosen to coach? He's a legend. He was one of the coaches, not the coach. You can't always respect him as a person. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a Spurs fan, but I respect the hell out of Greg Popovich. We'll see. We'll see. That's a little much. (laughs) I hate Duke as much as I don't care. I hate Duke as much as the the next person. Duke, fuck. That that was nope. Duck, (laughs) fuck. Duck, fuck. That's what I meant, and that was a wonderful night. For everyone in the world, look, all you Duke fans or Yankee fans, your Laker fans, you're all the same human. Hey, we, we see you. We I, see I, you. I and it I'm was a wonderful night lost. watching Jerry Seinfeld not get excited. I, I'm glad that Duke lost. But I'm not going to sit here and bash one of the most legendary figures in basketball well, you, history. You don't have to. I did it for both of us. Uh, no, not for me. You didn't do that for me. <laughs> I like Coach K. Okay. I don't like Duke, but I like Coach K. Oh, I have geez. a lot of respect for him. He looks like Gargamel. Hey, either way, it was one of the greatest. First of all, the last two, two of the last few games at Cameron, where Carolina has played at the last year, people were spending five, six, seven thousand to see Zion play. Blows his shoe out, gets hurt in the first thirty-eight seconds of the game. Gone. Carolina wins. Now they're dropping one hundred and fifty grand to see Coach K's 
Last game, Hubert Davis rallies the boys, rallies the boys. All five guys, all five starters play all 20 minutes in the second half, and they send that that guy home with an L. Nothing could have been better. They were out there for five days. They came in crazies. No, they were out there for 31 days. What? What did that go in the class? So they set up the. This is how it works at these big schools, um, like that, like where they do that. You have you they have the tents. They have the tents set up. One person has to be in those tents at all time. So a lot of these tents have like eight people. Stay like and one person, you know what I mean, and then they would rotate. I think it's actually that. I first of all, I would like to go to a game at Cameron Indoor because it does look fun. But I would be rooting against whomever they were playing. Rooting for whoever they were playing. That's what I mean. Rooting for whoever they were playing. No, I'm good. I bought my tickets on step up to the to the U of I. Yes, you were there. And then I just talk about how awesome was that. Um, it was really to awesome. see them beat Iowa. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, the storm, the field. I mean, the courts. Obviously, like that's something that you watch when you're when you're young and you see it happen. You're like, that would be really fun. It was. I could attest. But it was awesome. It was. It hurt my heart a lot of time. I think I've had a heart attack multiple tough times. Tough game. Tough the game. Yeah, like all of their games seem to be tough. But to win the Big Ten, it's like I know it's a it's a co. You're sharing the Big Ten with Wisconsin, but not really because we got the one seed. So fuck off, Wisconsin. I don't care. Um, Wisconsin it, also lost, by the way. Yeah, it was cool. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't planning on going because I thought Wisconsin was going to beat Nebraska handedly. Every, as did everyone. And then Nebraska decided to win, and I was like, well, I have to go now. Like, yes, absolutely. There's not really an option. And I was lucky enough to get student tickets for $30 each. Me and uh, my girlfriend went. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, again, uh, one, of the, one of my favorite things that I've ever read is that this week is the number one week for men to get vasectomies. Because, Why? Because, I'll explain it. They have the, the procedure on Wednesday. They can't work for a while. So Thursday the tournament starts. What be- First of all, shout out to you guys. You're the, not all heroes wear capes. All right? But now, knowing, knowing that you have spring training, you have St. Patty's Day, and you have uh, the tournament. You're going to have some elected elect- Some of these doctors are going to be really busy. So it might be like, like Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> sniff, 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 sniff. But maybe some Michael Scott stuff going on this week. Hey, enjoy this week. It's one of my favorite weekends in sports. Uh, and now that we have spring training, usually we're getting prepared for the baseball season. Now we're just starting it. Uh, it's going to be awesome, guys. Enjoy it. Uh, have a fantastic night. Once again, thank you so much for following us. Find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Um, five-star rating. We greatly appreciate that. You guys are absolutely the best. We'll be uh, back in your ears here soon. Have a fantastic weekend. Have a fantastic spring training opening day. Have a fantastic St. Paddy's Day. And have an awesome March Madness. You guys are the best. Stay safe. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.